0: Hi there, and welcome to the latest episode of the 5Ws podcast. In this episode, we are looking at the latest Amazon slash Skydance film, The Tomorrow War, which has just been released. I'm AJ, and I'm here with... Maka. People have been saying this film's a load of shite, so let's see if it's being appraised accurately. Let's go.
1: Uh, AJ, uh, just a minute there. What? I actually haven't seen it yet. What? What? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna have to bail.
0: Bastard!
1: <laughs> Sorry, listeners.
0: <laughs> Bye. Ah! Bye. It's a solo bike. You don't want to see me solo. It all just pops out anyway. <laughs> okay, seen See you, Oh, for fuck's sake. Thank you. Duh. Worms <laughs> and How many can you trap How many, can you, How many
1: can you die? Who? The star of the show is Chris Pratt playing Dan, the family man. Dan, 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 Dan he thinks our, our man. man.
0: If, if no Dan one can't do, can it, do it, no one. No one can. Can. can Dan San Fran. Jan. <laughs> <laughs> what? The Tomorrow War. A new science fiction offering from a streaming service. Amazon to be precise.
1: Where? Set on Earth, mainly America. Some stuff in the Soviet Union.
0: (laughs) When? Pretty much from now till 2051. And at times it does feel like the movie is going for that long.
1: (laughs) Why? This is another film that was originally destined for a cinema release, much like the Tom Hanks film Greyhound from last year. With concerns that the movie would not do enough business in the cinema to make its costs back, Amazon purchased it from whoever for $200 million. Pretty expensive, but the movie itself is pretty impressive effects-wise, so you know where the money went. Stop. Dan and a bunch of people fall from the sky and land in the pool of an apartment building. Everything is fiery and stuff, and we don't know what is going on. Dan gets out of the pool and checks his weapon. Then we get... 28 years earlier.
0: (laughs) I'm not a fan of plot devices like this being used in films, especially when it's such a big gap in time. How long do I have to wait to get back to the action at the pool? And it's quite a while. Inception had a similar start, but that worked. Starship Troopers had a similar start and that worked. The most recent version of Fantastic Four had a three years later gap in the middle of the film, which absolutely sucked. sucked.
1: Dan is 28 years earlier in 2022. Dan is a family man. Dan is celebrating Christmas. Dan has an estranged daddy. Dan has just been knocked back from a teaching job. Tell me about it. Dan is angry. Dan loves his wife and daughter. Dan kicks the bin over because he deserved the job. Dan's daughter likes to say, Worms and poop. Worms and poop. (laughs) I am meant to do something special in my life. Everything's going to be okay,
0: Dad. Be careful what you wish for.
1: 30 seconds later, the World Cup game that Dan and his family and friends are watching is interrupted by the appearance of some sort of time vortex in the middle of the field. Armed soldiers come through the portal their leader announces to the world that humanity is fighting a war in the far future against aliens and losing and people from the present day, 2022, I needed to help them fight the war. Hmm. Title card card
0: for tomorrow. Tomorrow. I don't know. I I personally think that was the worst part of the movie because (laughs) it looked and sounded ludicrous. I think it got a little bit better, but I think they needed to work on that a little bit more. It It was very, cookie-cutter character stuff, and you know what I mean? I I just think it was really weak, but it it did pick up, fortunately. Anyway.
1: Okay. We jump forward now to a year after the arrival of the future soldiers. A very convenient news broadcast gives us all the exposition we need. People from the 2022 are being thrown into the future to fight. The recruits in the present day are the ones who die in the early years of the war, so they are being pitched to a time after they have died. Kind of clever idea. The war is going badly, though, with no sign that humanity can win because only certain people can be used. A draft has been introduced. Dan has become a science teacher.
0: His dream job. Yay!
1: Dan is teaching students who aren't motivated because they fear they have no
0: future. Parallel of kids today being upset about their lack of future due to climate change. And that's a god, that's a god honest truth. Anyway.
1: Dan gets Drafted. Dan finds out he has only seven years to live unless he is drafted. If he tries to escape draft, his wife and daughter will be locked up.
0: Dan is lucky he still has that Guardian of the Galaxy bot, eh? Hello, and he takes lady. that shirt off. Woo! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dan is sad. Dan's wife is trying to support those who have been off to the future war and come back damaged and crippled.
0: There are a lot of interesting ideas so far, but they are flying at you at a ve- at a very thick and fast rate, and you're just expected to hold on. I can see how this would be a challenge for a, inverted commas, lot of people. In other words, dummies. <laughs> I don't really mind it, but I think it could, been, it could have been done better. Hopefully they settle down with the time and narrative pace in a way.
1: Dan goes to meet daddy, J.K. Simmons, to see if he can avoid the draft or escape. Dan and his daddy are grumpy with each other. Luckily, it looks like his daddy is running a scam and getting the recruitment bracelets off people. Luckily.
0: Uh, Dan, I wish you wouldn't drink while you do this. Daddy, I wish Stevie Nicks would show up in her birthday suit with a jar of pickles and a bottle of baby oil. And I put the comment, I'm not sure if dialogue like this helps the movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll get a sound sample of Ren and Stimpy's fake, Dad. You came for the only guy for whom this this piece of cake. I wish you wouldn't drink while you do this. I wish Stevie Nicks would show up in her birthday suit with a jar of pickles and a bottle of baby oil. What? Yeah, don't don't overthink it. He's not my child,
1: Daddy. I'm not your dad. I'm only your fake dad, and only for this weekend. Be
0: nice to the product of your loins. My fake loins. <laughs> they were lucky they had J.K. Simmons on board because. Only he could have made that shit work. Yeah, true, <laughs> really true. Oh so, yeah.
1: A bit of bitching between Dan and Daddy. Just get on with it, guys. Nobody cares. lol. <laughs> Rather than swallow his pride and not be so angry at Daddy, Dan walks out on the. Oh, sorry, Dan walks out with the recruitment bracelet still attached, deciding that he's not going to be a coward.
0: I'm not sure if the whole scene helped the movie. Just do it or don't do it, Dan.
1: (laughs) Dan tells his wife that he's going to go and fight. Dan has to tell his daughter he is going. Dan's screenwriters decide to steal this bit from Interstellar. Chickpea handles it remarkably well.
0: Rams and poop, Rams and poop.
1: No big emotional send-off here. Why not?
0: (laughs) I forgot I wrote all this. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: then the scenes of the recruitment center only seven days basic training for people who are mostly civilians talk about cannon fodder they have the time why not give them a year's good training dan makes a new friend during (laughs) recruitment his name is charlie charlie rightly points out that one of the draftees is wearing a chef's hat That was fucking crazy.
0: I know.
1: I was like, what the fuck? I saw later on there was a lady still wearing a tie. (laughs) They were pretty much be sent to fight in their civvies with a few exceptions.
0: What the fuck? Two characters we didn't look at as they were recruiting everybody was Soccer Mom and Big Boy. And why were these characters in the show? What do you reckon, Maka? I
1: don't know, but I do like...
0: they, they were pretty much the main two that didn't know anything about any military stuff at all, did they? Oh, true,
1: true. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so they were the feeds for what are these guns? What are we doing? What's happening? All that sort of stuff. What are those creatures? They, they were just the feeds for a few lines, and they did a fairly good job with their, you know, 10, 15-minute, 20-minute role in the movie. But as soon as they were done with them, what do they do? Cannon fighter. Cannon fighter.
1: A bit of discussion between the new recruits and the veterans of the war. You can only jump between two specific times, the present day and 2051. This limits how much they can do during the war. Very convenient as well. Similar to the... Oh, here we go. <laughs> Blinovich limitation factor from Doctor Who. You've learned. <laughs> Dan and Charlie start to do some buddy bonding, but they interrupt it by their deployment.
0: Time to go, people. This is not a drill, etc. cetera. Flashy lights, etc. Whoops, basic training is over after day after one day rather than seven. Good luck, runs. and thank God they finished it there and just got straight into it. It's like, oh, it would have been <laughs> tedious to watch hours of training. But anyway, yeah.
1: Everybody is sucked up into the very disconcerting and scary time vortex. Something goes wrong with the transport, and they're brought to 2051, 100 feet above some big apartment buildings. Seems that most people fall instantly to their deaths from such a great height. Dan is lucky, of course, and lands in the swimming pool. Lucky Dan.
0: Dan, 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 Dan he thinks our, our man. man. If no Dan one can do, do it, no, one, no can. one can. Dan, Stan, Fran, Yan. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, Miami. to Miami. I'm just glad Will Smith isn't allowed to see this. <laughs> They're implying Will Smith is dead in their world. It's I mean, like it's fucking it's hell. Really
1: Sorry. Siri just went off. (laughs) (laughs) Dan and the survivors of the drop stuff up are ordered by their 2051 commander to undertake a search and rescue mission to get a research team before Miami is wiped out by
0: a blanket bombing. You would have thought they would have organized their teams better before dispatching them, especially since they are sending veterans into combat. Dan and his team infiltrate
1: the research center, finding evidence of fighting and the white spikes, as the aliens are known. They find the research team dead and strung upside down. He is advised to get his group to pick up some research. All data, all the hard drives must be retrieved.
0: Tense music, lol.
1: After retrieving what they need, Dan's team starts to escape from the medical center. We finally see the aliens. They are white and they fire spikes, hence white spikes. It's the-
0: <laughs> design wise i thought they weren't too bad they're pretty fearsome mm. it must be difficult for anybody to design a creature that fights this way with no real technology of their own and not have them coming out just looking like like geiger xenomorph alien from the aliens movies i think they were pretty successful in creating something new with this
1: yeah they're were, they were kind of cool yeah there is a furious fight to get away from the research center and get rescued the white spikes are pretty fearsome and powerful killing many of the novice team members. Their spike aim is pretty good, except when they are shooting at Dan for some reason. (laughs) Lol. Yes, I agree with that. (laughs) All the while that they are fighting, Dan and his team are being directed over the radio by the female leader of the 2051 forces. Ooh. Most of the team is wiped out, trying to get to the rendezvous with an extraction team driving Humvees. At the last moment, the extraction team is absolutely demolished and Dan's team have to take cover the best way they can. Big Boy and Soccer Mom hold the rear and sacrifice themselves to try and save the team. They get their cover just as a bombing run destroys most of the white spikes in the area.
0: Oh, they got through. I thought this sequence was okay and fairly well shot. Good special effects. I I couldn't really fault anything there. Everything was rendered pretty well, yeah.
1: After the battle, Dan and Charlie wake up in a military camp in the Dominican Republic.
0: Special mention here of Edwin Edwin Hodge um, playing a three-time veteran of the war. He's dying of cancer and wants to fight and die when he chooses. Um, everybody's good in this film, but I, I thought his, that actor playing that part was exceptionally good. I thought he was really good in that.
1: Yeah. Is he from something else? I, I, uh, he, yeah, he is from
0: something else. I can't remember what offhand he yeah, He's done a few things over the years. Yeah. Okay.
1: Dan is separated from the two surviving members of his team and introduced to the female he was talking to on the radio. She's been keeping a lid on things, but he can tell that something's up with her. When a subordinate calls her Colonel Forrester, an identical surname with Dan, he quickly figures out that he is meeting the 2051 version of his own daughter.
0: Now, I'll just say... I put in there, he quickly figures it out. Actually, he's fi- his figuring it out. It's pretty freaking slow and retarded, if anything. It's like, <laughs> I should get the same name. Surname, who could it be? Worms <laughs> and poop.
1: They have a catch up, but Muri doesn't want him to get sentimental. She has brought him along for a mission to try to catch a female white spike. Sounds like white snake, eh? It's the final countdown. They have devised a toxin to kill the male of the species, but the females, who are rarer, are immune to the toxin. Muri needs to find out why.
0: Worms and poop. Could kinda of see this father/slash daughter reunion coming. The awkwardness between them was okay. Better than being too much of a lovey-dovey reunion. You see it coming, Macca. Even it's even more like Interstellar now.
1: I at first I thought it might have been his wife when you saw mm-hmm. the back of her head and the way she sort of had her mm-hmm. hair uh, tied yeah. up. But then I went, Oh yeah, okay. That's that's Muri mm. from yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dan and Muri fly with a team in helicopters to retrieve the female. He tries to talk to her about his own future, what she remembers of him, but she doesn't really want to talk about it. They arrive at the site where the female is nearly captured. The capture goes wrong, of course, and female white spikes starts chowing down on the capture team.
0: I do like the speed and ferocity of these creatures. They, they are pretty terrifying. Um, they don't mess around.
1: Miri jumps in to help.
0: Worms and poop.
1: Telling Dan to stay in Dutch Harbor. Of, things... <laughs> of course, things go rough for her and he jumps in, risking his own life to help capture the female and save his daughter. Time to escape. The escape nearly fails when we find out that the white spikes can glide and they take out one of Dutch Harbor's. Ultimately, the mission succeeds. Dan and his daughter get stuck on a beach waiting extraction and she tells him why she doesn't want to be close anymore.
0: Worms and poop.
1: In the present day, his future, her past. He leaves his wife and daughter and breaks his her heart. Then he dies.
0: A lot of people have been whining about this father-slash-daughter broken family stuff in the movie. But let's be honest, a lot of people do come from broken families of some sort, and this type of thing is what a lot of people associate with. Whiners who complain about that sort of thing need to get over themselves. It's called, you know, bring, drawing you in emotionally. And a good movie will try and do it to a certain degree. It can't all be can't all just be nerdy stuff all the friggin' time so yeah
1: they bring the female back to their sea base i love of impressive cgi here and miri and dan start to try to work out how to destroy the female with toxin a lot of lab work scenes refining the toxin you can kind of see what's coming at this point dan is too slow to figure it out though
0: another special acting mention this time to yvonne strahovsky playing Muri, She's a veteran of Dexter and a few other shows as well. Um, yeah,
1: uh, Chuck. Chuck we, well, yeah, Chuck. She was really good in Chuck.
0: Okay, there you go. And she's an Australian actress, of course, from a place called Werodero, which is also known as Warrington, um, not too far from where half of this podcast is being made. Well, <laughs> she really d- does a good job in this, and she's really moved up in the world from Dero, But anyway... <laughs>
1: Yeah, so going back to the like, like the previous thing, I was when you said mm. Dan is slow to figure out though. Mm. He's a fucking biology teacher, like oh, sorry, yeah, biology science teacher. I mean, like mm. what's going on there? Like surely he would know what's going. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, anyway. Yeah. The movie really starts to slow down a bit here. So far, the pace has been pretty fast, but this is really noticeable. So now we get the scene that was clearly coming, where Murray tells Dan that a successful toxin has to be taken back to Dan's present day to stop the white spike in the past. Like the Terminator, essentially, and I expect that would destroy the sacred timeline that they are in now. (laughs) Don't think too hard about causality or anything or you'll get a headache. All Dan can think about, of course, is leaving his daughter to die. A bit monkeys with typewriters at this point, but whatever. With future world down to a population of less than 500,000 humans, you can kind of understand this decision.
0: I can see their logic, but in time travel stories like this, uh, real world logic as always collapses and we're going to end up in Paradox City soon enough. I'll explain later.
1: They find a toxin that works 100%. Time to send Dan home. Right at that moment, Mama Whitespike wakes up and starts calling out to her young'uns and they attack the ocean base. This part, with them crawling over the walls, looks like World War Z. With only a few minutes left to the last time jump out of there, Dan and Muri try to escape. Mama White Spike is let loose by her boys and the chase is on. Some really cool scenes with Mama directing her boys to find Dan and Muri. Even though Muri has said that the White Spikes are preoccupied for using humans as food, Mama seems determined to hunt down Dan and daughter in particular. Really nice effects works here, rendering the White Spikes in broad daylight. Mama White Spike gets badly burned and really pissed. She continues to lead the assault against Dan and Miri. Miri is badly wounded when hit with a spike. Oh, no. The battle goes really badly. The white spikes have wiped out most of the base and they can't get to Dutch Harbor because it's destroyed.
0: Bit of a weepy time here, but it's okay. Dan loves his daughter, but he knows she is mortally wounded and he can't save his daughter.
1: Dan and Miri are overwhelmed. And just as he tries to shave her one last time, he has to let her go. Symbolic much, lol. And he is time jumped back to the present day. Dan is reunited with Charlie in the present day who says that he had to survive. Dan is heartbroken when he finds out that the time thingy has shut down. He can't send the toxin to save the future. Dan is reunited with his wife in Murray. Now he has had a bad tremble, probably PTSD and a wicked thousand yard stare. Dan tells his wife mm-hmm. what he knows he still wants to save Muri. They realise that the White Spikes probably started attacking Earth earlier than they realised. They decide they can stop the attack now and save the future. He tracks down Dorian and Charlie and they go off on a search to track down the White Spike Origins. The White Spike Origin is traced back to them being frozen under Arctic ice with ice melting due to global warming releasing them.
0: Yay, suck on that, you Trumpians! Ah! Global warming bad. (laughs) It's kind of corny, but whatever. There is a logic there. Uh, It does get cornier, though, so yeah.
1: With the time bridge to the future collapse, there is worldwide rioting. Just when Dan's team think they have a solution to the problem, the military refuses to help them. (laughs) They are trying to control the growing riots instead. So guess who has to fly them to Russia and stop the white spikes? (laughs) They meet up with Dan's dad and he flies them off to Russia with enough toxins to try and deal with the white spikes in the present day.
0: Pretty big scale in this film. You can see where the $200 million went. I wouldn't mind seeing this in the cinema, I'll be honest. I, I think on the big screen, especially, especially some of the stuff in Iceland, which looked like hell to shoot because it really looked mm. freaking cold, because it was, um, yeah, it would just look good on the big screen.
1: They search the Russian glacier where they believe the white spikes are. Looks like a hellish shooting location. It's discovery of magnetic... (laughs) (laughs) Magnetic anomaly. Might indicate that they have found the location of the White Spike spaceship.
0: Good one. (laughs) Now the movie turns into the thing while you got people walking through the ice looking for creatures, looking for spaceships and all that sort of stuff. I'll talk more about that later in general.
1: They try to blast through the ice to the spaceship. They enter the blasted area and discover a subterranean ice cave system
0: and it's very growly. in the distance. I don't know why there's growls in the distance because nothing could have been (laughs) growling. I think it was just for effect. Anyway, yeah. I hate to agree with Conspiracy Santa, (laughs) which was another really good (laughs) one.
1: Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) Finding a spaceship, they decide whether to go and tell the world or to go and attack the white spikes. Hmm, I wonder what they will do. Dan gives a nice little speech about the second chances
0: and they go in. (laughs) We enter the alien spaceship and it turns into alien. Um, Not really the sort of spaceship I would expect these creatures to have. But anyway, more on that.
1: They find the cockpit and a different type of alien altogether.
0: It's an entirely different kind of flying. Altogether. It's It's an an entirely entirely different different kind kind of of flying.
1: Seems like the white spikes were a cargo or a biological weapon being carried on the ship by somebody else that crashed. Makes
0: sense. And and it's stolen from Alien Covenant and Prometheus and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, yeah. They find the cargo hold full of white spikes,
1: speculate that they might have been a planet-clearing weapon, not even meant for Earth, maybe. They inject half the toxin and they die. Then, of course, the other half come to life. The white spikes burst out of their cells with some fleeing and others are running around the ship. The team splits up to deal with them. Dan's dad is a dab hand with a sniper rifle, mm-hmm. while Charlie turns into a one-man Texas chainsaw massacre. <laughs> Luckily, they don't have acid for blood.
0: <laughs> chainsaw bit was good, the sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's realized that there are thousands of them on the ship, so Darren finally sacrifices himself to blow the whole ship up. Could see that coming a mile off. Dan escapes... Finds his father and Charlie. He let one get away. Mama, of course. Dan and Dad catch up with the creature and an epic battle ensues.
0: enjoyable stuff. And I thought it was a pretty ferocious fight. It's like, yeah, the number of times I thought, oh, they're gone, they're gone. Nah, they got through, they got through. And then they stab the toxin into Mama and she's starting to melt away. And it's like, oh, they've beaten her. And then she just bites her fucking arm off. Yeah, <laughs> that was really good. I was I like, like, whoa. That, yeah, I know. It's like, fuck, I, I haven't even seen one of fucking Geiger's aliens pull pull a trick like that. No. So, but she was re- well rendered. She looked terrifying. They had to blind her in the end so they, they couldn't have her shooting anybody anymore and that sort of thing. And overall, it was a good battle. You know, think Dan's gonna bite it, think Dan's daddy's gonna bite it, and yes, all that sort of stuff. And I, I especially like once, once again. J.K. Simmons is a bit brilliant bit, bit of casting because he just carries off that comedic stuff really well, especially he's lying there saying, did you tell it to die? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's the thing. I think with a lesser cast, this would have been a big stuff up.
1: Yeah. I, and I, they I they think... needed they needed that, yeah, him to sort of just be an artist to, I don't know, just play second fiddle to Chris but mm. with someone who can actually do that really well
0: yeah yeah just that cynical old man thing that is essentially his whole acting career (laughs) (laughs) but everybody else is good too the one i really liked was the um woman who played the soldier from the future and she got killed off on the base but she was really good as well looked her up she hasn't done too much so um yeah
1: then then we see mama four from the cliff and go splat big time Dan goes home, lives happily ever after, safe in the knowledge that the events seen in the future will never happen, in spite of the huge paradox this has created. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What about all the veterans in the present-day world who came back from the war, who now the war never happened? It's like, how are they veterans now? And stuff. And, yeah, it's... It's really tough when you're doing time travel stories like this to keep some sense of logic. And this paradox stuff really created a big sort of illogical sort of thing. Yeah, it was really good. You know, he saved his daughter and all that sort of thing. And you have to assume he's not going to die now because he's not going to leave his wife and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And and Dan's daddy gets to meet his granddaughter. So everybody's happily ever after. So, yeah. All right. Ah. ah. <laughs> okay. And we okay i was going to observe that the soundtrack composer had been overdosing on han zimmer the guy did dark Knight and all that sort of stuff till i found out he actually works for zimmer's soundtrack production company <laughs> lol very dark night with a lot of the themes in the film um a lot of this also reminded me of edge of tomorrow with a lot of the time travel stuff and the future fighting and all that sort of thing it also reminded me a bit of bright you've seen bright haven't you that's the one with
1: Will Smith, isn't it? No? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Good ideas. Could have been executed better, but not extremely bad, just good entertainment. So, yeah. Um, there was lots of graphic violence, which I enjoyed, but not much blood. No, 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 no it, yeah. It was, you see people get ripped apart and everything, but not like it was, you know, blood caked on the walls and all that sort of stuff. Um, so what do you think?
1: Yeah, I I said... I think I sort of missed, took a couple of notes while I was watching it, and I sort of messaged you mm. just before that. Well, just when the Russian uh, part of the story started. Um, mm. Yeah, I, like it, like it was enjoyable. It's it's pretty shitty here in Sydney at the moment. We're in lockdown. Mm. Uh, I guess it, it was a sort of a way to kill. Was it two and a and two and a half hours? Two hours and like?
0: seventeen minutes. Yeah, two
1: hours and seventeen minutes. Yeah. Um, I was like, I've got sort of some one thing. I was sort of thinking um, when it first started it was like. Okay, they've come back from the future where they're being attacked. How about you build some weapons <laughs> when the, the day that they actually start? Oh, I know, yeah. The and yeah. then it's like that—that that sort of that um, meme that sort of has, you know, Anakin gets killed, um, written and written and directed by George Lucas. <laughs> like like that, that's it, movie over. Like we built the weapons, we'll blow the fuck out of them when they come, and a movie. <laughs> sort of but uh, and then also like the, there's the part where you know, Dan, your daughter's still alive in the past maybe if you do go back you'll, you'll save everything you know she'll still be there you'll yeah. she'll still be alive it's like you no know, what's the point you know completely maybe fucking up the world without you know going back with this for the serum to try and save your daughter which he kind of does die, you know go into oh, yeah. that, the scene where um adult Muri is falling and all the the white spikes are, you know, mm. ready to devour her. And it was just like, oh, mm. I'm just going to jump in after her. And like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know Did he couldn't know? help himself, <laughs> even though he could have fucked everything up, but he still does. I kind of understand it. I, I understand it as a father as well, but but it's still just, I don't know. It, it's, it was very, um, I, I don't know. I guess you, if you think for somebody in a situation like that, you didn't expect to end up in that situation and all that sort of stuff. They could have warned him before he even went into the future they could have sent him in by himself because it sounds like they essentially just wanted to I don't know it sounds like they almost wanted to get him with his daughter sort of thing so yeah.
1: but, uh, but then there was also the scene when they were trying to you know recapture the mama mm. in in the three caves yeah why didn't they just sedate her for like they sedated <laughs> her back at the at the at the um, the water oh, base? no no
0: they, they said they had sedated her but they were having trouble with it or something like that I think. I'm not but sure. then why
1: not? Why not sort of trap her into? Sorry, I, I don't know. Like I said, mm. tra- I, I'm not a you know strategist or something. But like, mm. why not trap her in one of the caves, put that cage right up next to the hole, and then scurry her out into oh. that cave instead of like you know half the guys got chomped and beaten and smashed up <laughs> before <laughs> they got her in the cage. Is like, oh well done, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure you know you could have just shot a it evil. I I would have thought you know just kill her. Like and I mean I was surprised that they. You know, like to bother to sort of save the, the female, um, yeah. white spike when all the stuff that was going on in that cave was like, uh, maybe it's just best to get out of here, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, maybe but you can no, find another a, one at some point, but yeah, yeah, I, that's I what know. I thought, yeah, and yeah, and
1: just like, uh,
0: yeah, but this is once again, this is this is this whole sort of thing just to get stuck in once you do start dealing with time travel like this and that sort of thing, and, and oh my god. To, you know, doing something on a scale like this and having time travel such an integral part, To so, you know, to be honest, it probably could have all, if they had sat down for an extra 12 months, they probably could have sorted things out to make a little bit more sense. But like I say, once again, with my first draft being the final draft theory, with a lot of these films, I bet they just wanted to get it into production and... Uh,
1: oh, yes. Sorry. So sorry, I, I just and the volcano thing you just that that was telegraphed, and you know, it was going to come back.
0: Oh, yeah, the ancient volcano thing with the yeah. kid. Oh, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like I say, you, you could see it mostly telegraphed. You knew he was going to have to have something to do with daddy again, that that just wasn't
1: a yeah, one off scene
0: and that sort of thing. But I don't know, I, I classify this as pulp science fiction. It's, it's great Saturday night science fiction. And that, that's what I was watching. It was late on a Saturday night. It's, it's ideal for that sort of thing. It's not Shakespeare and it's not rocket science and that sort of thing. You're not sit, supposed to sit there and you know think about it too hard. It's still made a lot more sense than a lot of other movies I've seen over the years and that sort of thing. You have some people criticising it as dumb and it's like, no, 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 go, go watch a Fast and Furious movie and then you'll see freaking dumb you know what i mean it's just that sort of thing so it it didn't really bother me in that sense um yeah uh, just a little bit more polish on the script would have been fine i thought the effects looked fine that scene where he was diving after her um in you know and she was falling into the sea of the creatures and just had that side on shot that slime i think that was a beautiful shot yeah that was that that was really done well well. so yeah there was a lot of good stuff there and like i said when you could see when you could see um mama white snipe White snake, white stripe, um, directing the other ones um, to attack on the thing. That that looked really good yeah. too. So, a lot of really good stuff here. I don't want to see a sequel to this.
1: No, nah, I mean, like you kind of, kind of think like the way they, they could do it is like Mama laid some eggs before Dan and Dad oh t- took her out. You you could do that, but to me, All, there, it, all it, there's it... ships all around the ice caps, or you know. Some you know there's another ship it wasn't just one ship it was two, two oh, ships you, or you three could do
0: all or... that sort of stuff but to me to me they they did a good enough job tying up the loose ends yeah that we could see so and, oh, it and on,
1: well, I mean, it depends on how much money this makes but like saying that this is it's a streaming thing so i don't know it's
0: a streaming thing i, I really don't know how they define making money all, all they can mm-hmm. really de- um define making money by is the number of subscribers I don't sure. know. See, this this is what interests me about the world of streaming. You know, would they be expecting this to bring in extra people or just bring in extra viewers and that sort of thing? I, I guess the view count would have to count for something. I know a lot of people were drawn into this by um, Chris Pratt being in it, um, and that's fair enough. You know, he's, he, it's a star vehicle for him.
1: Oh, that's kind um, of the reason I sort of watched it. And, 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 and I don't mm. go that way, people. But there's anything wrong with that. But, <laughs> but I mean, no, like, no, no. Yeah. I enjoy Chris Pratt. I mean, I don't, I'll admit, I don't see the Jurassic Park movies. I, I'm not really into that, but yeah, I've liked other stuff that he's done. I mean, obviously, the Guardian stuff, and I've liked um, uh, Parks and Recreation. I loved him in that, obviously. Yeah. And what's that other space one that he did with um, Mystique?
0: Uh, what's that? I don't know know what that is.
1: That's really good.
0: Oh, oh, oh. That did oh, um, that, that really badly, though.
1: Well, I think they weren't the first choice of actors. Weren't they? No, some other mm-hmm. people were in it and they had to bail and then they sort of came in at last minute. And I think she came in like, can you start tomorrow? Okay. <laughs> oh god, Passengers. Passengers, yeah. I really yeah. like passengers. I, I think that was really well done as well.
0: It, it was a little bit flawed and don't talk to all feminists about it, but because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there was a lot of flaws along that one. It, it was okay. It was good entertainment. Um but, Yeah, he, he's got that sort of thing where you know he is probably one of the more bankable sort of stars at the moment. He has
1: charisma
0: exactly, so <laughs> and that gets him away with a lot, including abandoning his wife. But <laughs> what do you mean he's married to Arnie's young boy. Oh, yeah. oh, now? Get to now. the chopper, get to the chopper.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> one thing I did like, um. You didn't see enough of it that when they're having the final battle, yeah, the choppers flying around fighting. Then they had those sort of drone things flying around fighting as well. Mm. They looked really cool, but they they didn't go in much into that sort of technology sort of aspect of it. It would have been good to see. I I can see a few points here where, you know, even though I'm bitching and moaning about the movie being too long, and it was two hours and 17 minutes, I'd only say it's 17 minutes too long. It just, just, they just needed that 17 minute sort of trim. And I think it would have worked a lot better. But I, I can also see some areas where it would have been interesting to expand. Maybe an idea for a sequel would be just to show the frigging start of the war or something like that. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah. You couldn't really have Chris Pratt in it, but you could have her in it, and she was great so um mini
1: series made... or something maybe on amazon yeah Prime. yeah
0: i i think i think we'll copyright
1: that... this aj can we we can sell it to amazon
0: <laughs> we can make some I, bucks I, I don't think we can sell them product that they already own somehow <laughs> i mean i mean the idea, the idea the <laughs> idea yeah because we'd be the only ones in the world pitching that i bet but um, yeah. <laughs> that, that to me would be the aspect to explore that sort of thing. Just just the basic emergence of these creatures and everybody's saying, what the fuck when these creatures start coming out of nowhere? It would it, it would be interesting to see. So, you know, maybe there, there, there's, there's a bit more room for a little bit of expansion of this story and that sort of thing. But like I said, I don't think I'd, I'd pursue a full sequel because, like I said, it's just nice the way they tied it all together, tied it all up yeah. and uh, all that sort of thing. I'd give it three and a half out of five. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I think three that's a half, fair mark. It, it's half, yeah,
0: like I say, not the greatest movie ever, fucking far from the worst movie ever. And True. like I say,
1: I was you know, expecting worse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I was expecting much worse the way some people were complaining about it. Because yeah, according to some people, it was, it was a total load of shite. And it's like I'm sitting there like, no, this isn't a total load of shite. There's there's problems and issues, but and like I say, once you get past, I think the first 10 minutes, which were really clunky, and it, it really started to pick up a bit and make more sense. Uh, and as soon as um, Yvonne turned up playing her part, it really went on from there because she really carried along, carried it along nicely. She did a yeah. great job in that role. I so, mean, I mean, we
1: could also, AJ and I, we could also use the, the litmus test of it wasn't law- as bad
0: as Lawnmower Man 2. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that was made for TV, man. Don't pick on that. Picking on that's like picking on the guy in low and Mar, man. <laughs> cool. So anyway, so yeah, um good film. So now we've got uh Chris Pratt is also going to be I'm just noticing now he's going to be in um Love and Thunder as well.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, the whole all the Guardians uh, oh, came, came oh, out here oh, to sure. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. And Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So we'll certainly get yeah. a lot more of Chris Pratt. So and I think good- there's
1: another Jurassic Park coming?
0: I think well. there is too. Um, yeah, I think that's a little bit further down the track. But um, I don't know. No, nah, it's it. filmed. They've filmed it. Have they? Uh, yeah. What, what I've seen just of, thanks
1: to COVID. That's that's why COVID oh, okay. is delaying everything.
0: What, what I've seen of those those latest Jurassic Park ones, they're pretty underwhelming to me. Uh, I, don't oh, I, I, just, I saw. I
1: saw. I think the first. Uh, do you call it a reboot when it was him and um, and yeah, Richie Cunningham, Cunningham's reboot. daughter?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th-
1: that was sort of a reboot and just uh my wife and I were watching that and we are just bagging the shit out of every sort of second minute that was happening. I mean, no offense to him. He was great in it. I'll admit he was yeah. great in it. Little Richie Cunningham's daughter. She was all right, but there was sort of errors. Yeah, I sort of picked up and then I just couldn't give a fuck about any of the characters. And I think they're bringing back all the old school characters for this one. That's
0: what I've heard. That's so, the sound of it. So, yeah. yeah, well, that oh, the reeks of desperation or maybe. maybe yeah. We're going to wrap this up now, which I doubt knowing Hogan's...
1: Cr- oh, okay. uh okay. <laughs>
0: they, well, they never know when to leave it alone. You know what I mean? It's like Blues Brothers 2000, who needed that? Uh, true, and I've never true. seen it and I never would. But it's just some things... Even, and once again, like this movie we're supposed to be talking about here, where it would just do better just to leave it as is and just say... You know, good, good piece of entertainment. You know, let's move on and make something else new. So, yeah. So, yeah, ultimately, pretty happy with it. Um, a few problems, but no, no greater than a lot of other movies that exist. Oh, God, just looking at a picture of Chris Pratt from 2009. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Is that <He's>, Andy Dwyer? <laughs> uh,
0: at the at the premiere of Parks and, Repre- and Recreation. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, my God. He's, he's growing that beard for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being mean now. Anyway, um, yeah, so, okay, well, I think that just about wraps it up. You got any more points you want to bring up or are we all good? um no i think that's that's pretty much it it. okay good yeah all right so yeah ultimately like i say three out of five for me and it's a good saturday night science fiction movie don't don't try and think about it too much and you know you you, you'll go fine It's, it's enjoyable but just expect enjoyment don't like i say don't expect shakespeare or rocket science you're not going to get it out of this but it's got its own logic that works and i don't mind worms and poop Worms and poop. Worms <laughs> <I said> poop. <laughs> oh my God. That, I'm just like, oh my God, this is Interstellar all over again. <laughs> and then he meets up with his daughter in the future. Ah!
1: <laughs> all right, all right, all right.
0: <laughs> oh, that would have been good if that had cast him in the past. Actually, that would have been good. They could have cast human chest Chastain and just said, what the hell? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thanks for listening, people. Uh, just go and watch this and just go and enjoy it. So simple as that. So talk to you later. Bye. Rams and poop. Rams and poop. Rams and poop. Rams and poop. Rams
1: and poop. Rams and poop.
0: Rams and poop. Rams and Pit Rams and Pit and Pit and 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 Now, what? I don't know. Fucking who cares? Keep going.
1: <laughs> Dan makes a new friend during <laughs> recruitment. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm trying to get that out of my system. A- <laughs> this is where you emphasize Dan. <laughs> That's how I love it. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> this is going to be on the bloopers. that Ah. <laughs> Big boy and soccer mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they're familiar too. I know big boy from something I can't remember what it was. Uh,
0: soccer mom used to actually date David Cross.
1: <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> She's done a
0: few things, yeah, yeah. Worms and poop. Worms and poop. Worms and poop. Worms and poop. Worms and poop
1: both pilots can you fly this plane and land it surely you can't be serious I am serious and don't call me Shirley